0: Greetings and welcome to the Alpha Ministries podcast. Alpha Ministries is a recovery church. Its mission is to teach individuals and institutions to recognize and apply the gospel of grace, building stronger families and communities. Today's podcast is sponsored by TJB Web Media. It's a New Jersey SEO, marketing, and WordPress web design company for businesses, churches, and nonprofits. It is the number one ranked company in Google for New Jersey SEO company and internet marketing. You can check out their information in the show notes. Today's podcast is an interview with Alex Best, teacher, author of the book Shut Up, Give Up, Grow Up, Get Up and Go. He is president of Dominion Ministries and a teaching pastor with Alpha Ministries. Without further delay, Here is the interview with Alex. Well, I'm here with Alex Bess, and uh, welcome to the Alpha Series podcast. Alex, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. If I was doing any better, I'd be twins.
0: I've known you for a while through the ministry. I'm not sure if people in the podcast world know who you are. You fill in for John and and preach on Sundays, and we're going to launch your Sunday message. But I wanted people to hear and get to know you a little bit just through this kind of setting um, where we have, you know, back and forth discussion. But uh, whatever you feel comfortable with, tell people um, who you are, about your ministry, where you got to where you are now.
1: Well, I've been doing this for a while. I uh, it, Well, I grew up in, in the church. My When my mother went to church, me and my brother and my sister had to go too. We didn't have a choice. And, um, and then when I got old enough to leave home, I also left the church. Uh-huh. And uh, and I was uh, one of those, uh, I did just about everything I wanted to do after I left. But uh, I did have that basic training, but my basic training was a religious training. It, it had nothing to do with a personal relationship. Um mm-hmm at at one point i was after i got all that stuff out of my system i moved to west palm beach and uh, i went to um, went to a church and i told the pastor that i think i was called but i wasn't really sure about it and he told me to go and pray about it so i did and about three weeks later he asked me well did, did you hear anything? I said, yes. And it was strange that the message that the Lord gave me, because he knew I was, I grew up in an atmosphere where the preaching was more entertainment than it was education.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so I thought that's what it was all about. Yeah. And, and the spirit told me, he says, let me, you can preach and not teach anybody anything, but you. it's impossible for you to teach and not preach.
0: Yeah, I like
1: that. You know, I, un, I understood it right away. Now, when I told my pastor that he didn't understand what I was saying,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which which said something else to me too. And uh so uh I, I I'm one of those people that I I God gave me a book. I wrote this book called uh SOS, and the SOS stands for stuck on stupid. Uh <laughs> it was kind of like an autobiography. And, and I, I got to a point where when I realized that there was a call in my life, I put most of my efforts into that. And, and usually if I was at a place in my life where I was growing, when I noticed that I could not grow at that place anymore, I left. Uh, but I didn't just leave. I, I, I said, Lord, okay, where, where, where do we go next? Where do, you, where, where do you want to send me so that I can continue this growth? And that's, that's what happened. And uh, there were a lot of people in my life. I think the, the one book, Lloyd, that changed everything was Spiritual Man by Watchman Nee. Um, I read all, all 700 pages of that twice and then taught it for a year at one of the churches where I was, which was a miracle in itself and uh so at some point i found the alpha series somebody introduced me to the alpha series by john and as i was reading through the alpha series everything that was that i had read in in uh, the spiritual man was in that book so so i when i when i was reading through the alpha series and i'm saying man this just coincides this is right parallel with uh, knees uh, book, and so I assumed that the author of that book was dead too.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: somebody means. said, No, they said he's not dead. He said he's got a church out in Okeechobee, uh, on, on a ranch. And I said, Well, I need to go out there, and uh, so what I did was I went out and uh. John, you know, John, he teaches, he's, he, he, I, he's one of those people that even though he goes over the same, he doesn't stray from what he's teaching. Every time you hear him, you hear part of the Alpha series, but it's strange, even though you're, he's repeating himself, you're still learning new stuff, you yes. know, the way that he does it, the way he presents it, the man can't open his mouth and you not learn anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there are very few people that you can say that about. So uh, when I went out there, I said, okay, I can grow here. um, And I can use this material because I I had already established a ministry called uh, Dominion Ministries. And basically what I found myself doing was going into prison, um, South Bay and uh, Okeechobee in the prison and dealing with uh, the men out there on a weekly basis. And um, that book just was perfect. And I I've so far I've distributed within those two institutions probably close to two hundred books. And um and that's what we yeah. still use now as a curriculum for the classes that I teach out there.
0: So you're you're use the office series as your curriculum for the prison ministry?
1: Yes, right.
0: Yeah. That's that's pretty. That's awesome, you know. When you were talking, I and you talked about leaving the church. Um, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really grow up in the church, but my my kid did. And what I saw with them is that what God told me about them when I saw them going in directions that I did not really approve of, or is that they have to lose. Kids have to lose their parents' faith to find their own.
1: Well, you know, I, I just, uh, I got four books. God has blessed me to write four books. They're not big books. You can read them in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last one that I wrote is is called um, Shut Up, Give Up, give Grow Up, up. And, and, you know, and then Get Up and Go. Yeah. And uh, the, the last chapter I said that in order for you to grow in grace, you have to give up your religion. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people don't understand that, but religion has been the biggest roadblock to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ that uh, probably ever was. Um, yeah. Cause your religion is based on your tradition and your culture. And we just, we, we're doing a class now every third uh, Saturday we got a group of uh, people that show up at uh, a church on North Lake in in, in uh, West Palm. By the way, Church of the Nazarene was one of the places where I introduced a Monday night Bible study. We had a, a group that met and I took that Alpha Series over there and I asked John if he would come and and teach it for the first four weeks as an introduction. And he said, OK, and we had a total of ninety-eight people on Monday evenings uh, for two hours at the Church of the Nazarene, which was about four times more than the congregation on Sunday over there. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. it was they. In fact, they used those statistics to uh, get some awards for their weekly Bible study, which none of their members
0: attended. Yeah, yeah, it was their people. But uh,
1: but but that that uh, I I can't say enough good things about the Alpha series. It's it's one of those books that every time you read it, you see something you didn't see before.
0: Yeah, yeah. To to me, it was the most. It filled in so many missing pieces for me. Exactly. Uh, I had read about the new covenant. I had read. Um, different grace teachers and God was starting to download that in my, but to me, the Alpha series out of everything I've read um, out of the new covenant teachers and the new Testament teachers, it's the most practical daily application of the gospel of how really to walk it out, because that's the thing that we struggle with. Something has happened inside of us. We've been born again, this spiritual awakening. God is now in us and with us, but, how do we walk that out? And to to the the officers really helps with the, the the struggle with the personal needs between the flesh and the spirit. And I had just I had the opposite experience of you, but I got to hand it to you because mm-hmm. um the Watchman Knee, the spiritual man, that's two volumes, and I didn't get I pra- I barely got through the first. But my experience was oh everything that's in this book i read in the alpha series <laughs> and yeah. then he, you had the the opposite i had the other uh, other yeah. experience and yeah.
1: actually actually is, it was three volumes originally it was uh it was it was a volume on the the, the it was a trinitarian book you know like mm-hmm. the spirit the soul and the body there was a volume on all three and, and how they related to each other and how they relate to the cross yeah. And so they put it all together into one book, the seven hundred pages. And um, I actually took a congregation bo- Bible study on Tuesday nights when I was in the denomination that was in that I was in. The pastor had to go into the hospital for an eye operation, and he asked me if I would teach Bible study and did I have anything I could teach. I said I got a little book that might might work out. So and there were about 15 people in Bible study and I, and I I I got a book for each one of them and they looked at it and thought I was crazy and it took us a year to get through that book and I don't know if <clears throat> any of them still actually there's a a couple of them that are still attending the Monday night Zoom class uh which was in a uh, the outcome of the class we had on Monday nights over there before COVID we were meeting at the church and now we're just meeting on zoom. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I got rid of, I realized that if I was going to grow and be used by God, then my religion had to be dealt with. Yeah. And, 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 and I had no problem with that. Um, the the problem that I have is that, uh, the people that and, and I I observed that when you're dealing with folk, our biggest problem is that we try to deal with spiritual things f- from a human perspective, a natural, uh, intellectual perspective. So we're dealing with spiritual things with our heads and not with our spirits.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so we get these kind of questions that guys, um, I tell you, Bill. If if I hadn't been introduced to uh, the ministry of the prison, the prison ministry, I would mm-hmm. probably be lost right now. Uh huh. But that that's what really uh, put me on my feet because the guys in there who come to the class actually are—they volunteer to come. They they don't you did you not bringing them anything i'm not giving them anything but the truth and Mm -hmm. and they have the kind of questions that indicate that they are really trying to grow and i didn't get i don't get those kind of questions usually in a regular bible study with christians who don't know they're in prison
0: amen yeah (laughs) yeah and that's that's one of the things, one of the things that I, I wrote down from your book, one of the quotes, and I'll, I'll read it in a second, is when you talk just a couple minutes ago, you talked about, you know, divine revelation, that we try to intellectually understand the gospel, and it comes through revelation, that that's God's way of teaching us. And you said, um, you said divine revelation is progressive and via the Holy Spirit facilitates spiritual growth the milk of the word remains milk until it becomes meat through maturation and i thought wow i don't know if this is the experience that you're talking about but there could be a passage if i'm reading the scriptures and just kind of having you know a talk with god about it that something will jump out that i've read a hundred times yeah and i'll see it and it'll just resonate and go to the depths of my being. And I couldn't even explain to you intellectually what God just showed me. But it's something that really um like jumped in my spirit and was revealed. And I know that I know that I know it. I don't know if that makes sense, but
1: the the problem with religion is that you can join the church and remain in nursery school till Jesus comes back. Uh uh-huh. you know you and yeah. you'll be all right because you're dealing with a bunch of babies around you anyway yeah but when you decide that no that I can't I'm not going to be satisfied with this if I'm going to grow there's there's five levels of growth in the spirit and they started at, at Nepios which is a baby and then it, it progressed to uh, Huyas, which is the full-grown uh, actual representation of God through the Sun of the Father. So we are we are designed to allow the life of Christ to be manifested through us to the point where we look like full grown sons. In fact, God doesn't talk to us like babies. He talked to us as if we are already what he ordained us to be. And we have to reach up and and accept that vocabulary and then trust the Spirit to explain to us what we do not understand with the understanding that if I don't understand it, I don't have to right now, but, but I know it's the truth. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: I'm just going to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's another thing that I see um, just the times that I've sat under your teaching and, and your book is that one of the things that you, I don't know, you have a real knack, the insight that God's given you is he's bringing us all to be sons, just like Jesus, you know, yeah. the, that that's our destiny to, to be full grown, mature sons. And I like what you said about, I mean, spiritual growth does not progress like physical growth. You're going to, you're going to go from a toddler, you're going to go from an infant to a toddler to a, you know, an adolescent to an old man that that's going to happen automatically. Yeah. But our spiritual growth really depends on how we're fed, our environment, and our—I think—our desire to to grow.
1: It's it's funny too because spiritual growth has nothing to do with your chronological age. Mm-hmm. It has to do with your your submission to the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit now to guide and direct. Uh, a, a, as you are used by God to show himself to others. You know, we're here. Uh, there's a place where somebody asked the disciples asked Jesus to show them the father. That was the reason that he was here. And then he said to them, if you've seen me, you've seen the father.
0: Yeah. yeah. So that,
1: that means that if I'm in Christ and Christ is in me, then, if the people in the venue that I'm placed are to see Christ, they're supposed to see him through me, yeah that, and it's really that simple,
0: yeah, that's the importance of the body the the we're the body of Christ exactly and we're the, the 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 love that I received in some of the, the the hardest times when I think of God's love for me, I think of wait a minute, this person, how they loved me, that person, how they loved me, this situation I was in. And I think, wow, God is loving me through these people. That's the love of Christ being shed abroad in our hearts and our relationships. When my when my son died, someone that had a similar experience, and I know, I know you've lost a child too, someone that had lost their son in the same way, they told me, you have to climb up in God's lap and let him love you. Yeah. God, I, I don't know. Like, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. I don't you know, I was just in this mess and I went I went to um, Dave Shields church that Sunday and. Um, um, The girl that after the service, Dave taught Bob um, Jernigan taught after the service, the lady who runs the prayer table came up to me. And she, you know, told me how sorry she was and that they're praying for us. And I started to say something and I just broke down and I (laughs) was bawling. I was bawling. And she hugged me. And then the other lady from the, I mean, there were three women around me hugging me. We were like this ball of grief and I'm bawling and bawling and bawling. And then, ah, you know, I had some kind of relief and peace and they were loving on me and they walked away and God said, that's, crawling up in my lap and letting me love you. yeah. So I think our sonship's a big deal. And I, I like how you emphasize that in your ministry and in your book.
1: You know what the book, the sonship is the whole purpose of the word to us. God is our father and God has no grandchildren. He only has sons. Yeah. And so when you really realize and this is hard to fathom how much he loves you to the point where he has put up with you for all of this time, <laughs> you know, because I, I know when, when I, uh, when I called my mom and told her, uh, and this has been some years back, I had been through the service and, 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 a whole lot of stuff and she was praying for me all the time. And I called her and I said, mom, I'm going to, I'm, I'm I'm about to change my vocation. She said, w- w- what are you going to do? I said, uh, I'm going to go into ministry. And she said, who is this?
0: <laughs> because out of
1: all of her kids, I was the one, I think it's because of me that she was able to pray so well.
0: Uh, yeah. And, yeah. So when
1: God chose me I, I you know i I thought he had i actually told God i think I said, I think you messed up this time
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but but I bet you came to the point where like Paul said, "Woe to me if I don't preach the gospel, there was nothing else like you you, you. what i i I was a school teacher and I was in college just finishing up when i when i became a christian and right away being a baby christian i was going to be a missionary i was going to be a pastor and i talked to um the pastor that discipled me was a and he was a big gentle giant um pastor Matt Garrippa he's since passed away but he said go do something else until you can't do anything right. else but right. preach. and i had so much to learn there was a point where I said, God, how come I don't witness to people more? How come I don't do this? And he told me, I don't want them to have what you have yeah. <laughs> You have yeah. morbid, morbid legalism. You think I hate you half the time. Amen. And Amen. you know, I don't want you giving that away. Yeah. <laughs> There's no good yeah. news in that. So yeah. I had, I had a lot to learn and then I hadn't gone, you know, it was really, I, there, I went through a lot of different things, but, I got to the point where um, I wasn't really going to, to any fellowship or any church. And God had me go minister to some widows. And then when John left the one place in Indian town and came to the Bessie Creek period, he asked me to be an elder. And I said, John, I don't want to go back to church. I don't want to backslide. Yeah, right. <laughs> and right. and after he goes, no, he goes, your motivation, your reasoning it's all going to be different, you know, pray about it. And, and, and I, that's when I found my home. I knew I was, was home with the ministry that, that God had for me. And I was, I was so excited. And like you said, you never, you never stop learning. Um, and even like the, the, the daily application of really not looking to other things to meet your needs, all the distractions that we get to, to come back, um, to, to that truth that, that God has us, you
1: know? Yeah. You, you, you get to a point where I, I know I'm there now where I don't, I cannot sit around. For instance, we, we have uh, I, I get involved in these conversations that are supposed to be Spiritual conversations, but they turn out to be religious conversations. And I, or or here's here's an example. My wife and I went to uh, Norfolk, Virginia, uh, a couple of weeks ago. She's an event planner, and a friend of hers asked her to come up and help her do her parents' fiftieth wedding anniversary. And there were probably a hundred people there. They had a nice nice uh, gathering. Uh, we were over at the house where they were staying uh, Sunday, uh, one morning after church. We went over and we had breakfast and I was sitting at a table with about four or five other people and they were talking and I said to them, can we change the subject? And they looked at me and said, well, what do you want to talk about? I said, I want to talk about your relationship with the father. Uh huh. And they were surprised, but they agreed and we had the longest conversation, and I think everybody walked away not only with breakfast, but they were full on the truth. Uh-huh. And, and, and I, I, that was the first. It surprised me because because I didn't think they would be as receptive as they were. Uh-huh. But then I found out God says, you know, he says, don't assume anything. He says, if the Holy Spirit tells you to change the subject, change the subject.
0: Yeah. Amen. Amen.
1: And then let him lead.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, and it, it worked. It was it was beautiful.
0: Yeah, yeah. One of the other things I I wanted um, to ask you too is, as far as the the Alpha series is concerned, what what would you say is the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The one aspect that will keep you from being religious because we all fall back into that. What is the thing that really is the dividing line between religion and an authentic relationship with God?
1: The, the, the main function of the alpha series is to answer two questions. Who am I? And why am I here? Mm-hmm. Nobody ever asks. Most folk never hear that, that question addressed to them. And then the alpha series starts out out by informing you of the truth of that answer that you had from a perspective that you never looked at before. So now if you know, you know that in order for you to be effective and productive in any way, not just spiritually, but in the world that you live in, you have to know who you are and why. If you, if you go to, to work today, you got to be able to answer those two questions to be effective in your job.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I, I I know who I am and I know why I'm here. Now I can do what I'm supposed to do while I'm here. The only advantage that we have is that now that you know who you are and why you're here, you have the advantage of knowing that the person who created you is going to be the person who lives through you to get the job done. Mm-hmm. The covenant that we're under now, the new covenant, is not only a covenant was that was made um, for us, but then it was equipped and accommodated through us by the one who made it. So God says, look, I'm going to solve all your problems. And you don't have to do anything, uh, but just do what I tell you. My dad was a disciplinarian. And I knew that in order to please my dad, all I had to do was do what he told me to do. And mm-hmm. if he didn't tell me to do anything, my best bet was not to do anything. But, but and and I, I said this Sunday, I, I we were Father's Day. I, I realized that, you know, my father, I never heard my father say, I love you. Mm-hmm. But there was nothing that he did in his life that didn't say that. Everything that he did for us was out of love. And it was evident, even though yeah. he didn't say the words, you know. But we if we are so blessed that it's I heard somebody say that uh, you cannot comprehend God without His permission. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, so because it, it's so deep and so wide and, and so high that it's it's you know if I'm if when I'm thinking about myself there's no way that God could love me this much. Mm-hmm. But if I think about who God is, then why not? Mm-hmm. He made us. Yes. And he's our provision and he's our protection. And the problem that we have is we don't reciprocate.
0: Yeah. I, I was talking, John and I were talking the other day that, man, I don't think we've really scratched the surface of how much God really does love us. You know, we I don't know, think so either. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think because there there's times where, going back to to the the revelation of God revealing he he's revealed that to me, you know that it's that he loves me and I I've sensed it and I've sensed it that that I, maybe that's why we need eternity to to really comprehend, you know and understand. But the the thing for me too with I think that really helps is that the new the new, I always tell people the new creation needs a new covenant. And people always ask about, well, what do you mean dead to the law? You need the law. And I said, no, you have something better. The personal leadership of the Holy spirit that that's the the leadership of the Holy spirit. not only the leadership, but the the power and the provision of the spirit to lead you and to guide you. And I, I, I think for me, One of the dividing lines for me that's really helped is hearing his voice lead me and guide me, hearing his voice, should I, you know, about how to do, where to do it, you know, and for him to speak to me personally on a lot of different issues and like even with emotional management, I'm angry, I'm frustrated. Usually when I'm angry and frustrated, I hurt people or I say stupid things or do stupid things. But God tells me to be you know slow to speak, quick to listen. It's those two things. What are we listening to? Who yeah. are you? <laughs> Why are you here? Right. And even with uh as a high school teacher, I remember in my adolescent psychology class, you know, they say that the four important questions for adolescents to to answer is number one, who are you? Mm-hmm. Number two, what is my purpose? Right. Number three is, how do I relate to other people? And then number four is, what do I need? Understanding okay. the difference between a one. That's the whole Alpha Series right there. And I yeah. read that in 1980 college. But, you know, one of the kids said to me in the, in the program when I did the dropout prevention, you know, that as a someone who believed in evolution, he says, well, I believe I came from nothing and I'm headed towards nothing. That's kind of, that's kind of hopeless, you know, Yeah. but yeah, that identity. And John says that, you know, we always ask, <laughs> we always ask the, we always ask the wrong question first. Right. Of what course. should I do instead yeah. of who am I? Right. What, yeah. What, what should I do rather than, yeah,
1: I, it, the, the, uh, I, I, I grew up in, like I said, I grew up in the church and, uh, I didn't I got a a good basic training in the church but it was legalistic. Um I had no comprehension of the love of God and the personal relationship that was possible. Mm-hmm. But I did have what I needed so that when it was time for me to to be introduced to that, I was ready for it. Because yeah. because I was able to see like I said, the book Stuck on Stupid, I was able to see how stuck I was, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you don't, once you see where you are, you have a choice. You can either remain there and go deeper into that, or you can be released from it. Yeah. And 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 I wouldn't, I would not be, I, I could not be a Sunday Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll yeah. go on Sundays and then I'll do my thing. And then the rest of the week, I'm, I got this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. I,
1: just, I just can't do that. And so what God gave me was the prison ministry. And I didn't volunteer mm-hmm. for that. I got tricked into it. <laughs> but uh, but it's the best thing that ever happened. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I walk out of there and I think I get more than, 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 I, than I left.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing where, when when I began to teach and teach the office series, I think I learned it better and learned it more than if I just would have kept studying it. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, and, and and I'm sure you had the experience like right in the middle of teaching, you get you start saying something that you never heard <laughs> before,
1: and you that's, never heard it before. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then later on, you think, well, that's that's you know God speaking to us. Uh, and then the other thing is that, when, you know, the, the, the revelation that we have is, and I think somewhere in, your, in, in the book you, you, you said, basically you said, don't wait for the world. The world's not going to change. It's dark. It's, it's going in this direction. But as you grow in the grace of knowledge, and I'm probably messing it all up, but as you're growing in the grace of knowledge, you're bringing the light. You know, you're yeah, bringing the light of the world. In fact, Jesus told us that's part of our identity. You are the light of the world. He said, "I am the light of the world," but he also said to them, "You are the light of the world." Right. You know, and so, um, how can um I, I'm gonna in in the show notes I'm gonna put um or the podcast I'm gonna put links to to grab your book off Amazon and and other places. How. What other ways can people get in touch with you? Uh well saying I mean, hi at, at church in the ranch, but people out there in cyber world and podcast. Well,
1: my 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 email address for my ministry is dominionpreacher at gmail dot com.
0: Okay, I'll put that in the show notes.
1: Yeah, and uh and they can call me direct. I actually answer the phone.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's dominionpreacher at gmail.com
1: exactly
0: okay and uh, so I, you know I'll put those things and your book um, in the show notes and for people that um, haven't read it it is it is a a, a catchy title um, shut up give up grow up get up and go
1: <laughs> but yeah.
0: It, um, yeah and uh I don't know whether I don't know whether a friend of mine would say and, and I think you mentioned it on this past Sunday, too, that basically, if you mess up, you fess up and you grow up, or something like that, right? You mess up, you fess up. You that grow sounds up.
1: like Mike. That, that sounds like Mike Hendricks to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then, oh, one other thing that I wanted to say before we before we close it, that I, you mentioned that you know being brought up in the church and the religion, um. Do you feel that all that was part of, of God's plan? And what, what I mean is, John, John Hales would talk about how he went to a Christian school. He was a rebel. He got in trouble, this, that, and the other thing. But he had to memorize Bible verses, and he had to, and, and, and he was forced to, and he hated it, but he memorized them all. And then later on in life, God began to tell him what all of that scripture that he memorized. Meant. So it seems like God laid the kindling wood and now he's showing him, but he used that unpleasant setting or that religion or that legalistic school. I feel like God wastes nothing and includes everything in our lives because for me, my flesh broke religious right away. I mean, I got saved in college, I I responded to that love, and then I was going to, man, I was going to be the best Christian. On fire for Jesus, all that stuff that we do, and then just fell flat on my face. But I, and 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 believe me, that there, the 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 couple of churches that I was a part of were right there egging me on to do that crap, you know. And at first, I resented them, but the more I grow and look back, every every denomination or or everything had a part where God was was teaching me and growing me. Like Paul Young said, like, the only time you'll find God in a box is when he wants to be with you. I think he hangs out in our boxes a little bit, but when we're ready, boom, he'll blow the sides off the box. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we have, uh, I, I was, for a, a while, I was a, cosmetologist. I went to school, had never planned on it, but my motivation was that I would be a male cosmetologist surrounded by women who paid me <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: For, for the service. And so, yeah. uh, I, And I owned two salons in, in Miami, and I, I was doing really well. And um, I was crazy. <laughs> All, when I look back on my life and all of this stuff that I did and realize that I'm not dead uh, based on the life that I lived, I, it's proof that God loves me. Yeah. And so when I got to a point where I said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm giving all of this up and now I'm just going to. God shows you was showing me what not to do. Mm-hmm. And then he was saving me from it and in it while I was in it. Yes. And you can't see it until later on, though. Yeah. You know, because I could think of specific uh, circumstances that I put myself in that I should not even be breathing today. But God <laughs> yeah. had a plan for me for this interview. Yeah. And so he had to keep me here for this.
0: Yeah. You Amen. know,
1: When you realize that kind of stuff, man, you got yeah. to also realize that whatever happens tomorrow is up to him also.
0: Yeah. Amen. So when I get
1: up in the morning, I just thank him for waking me up and ask him what he's got planned for me today.
0: Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I, I have similar experience. In fact, when I was when God began to really work in my heart, and from my end of the thing, from my side, I was seeking him. I you know, I was reading the Bible, asking questions, and I one of the really convincing moments of the truth of Jesus Christ, I was on the lifeguard stand in Seaside Park talking to my partner and I told him and he goes, oh no, this is, and he just started going off on this philosophy about what God is. And I don't know, there was pantheism mixed in. And I thought to myself, that's the most ridiculous thing (laughs) I've (laughs) I've ever heard. And it just like, to me then it was like, no, Jesus Christ, the son of God that just that's perfect. It just makes perfect sense to me. And it, it must be the way and that's that's really where God was working in my heart. And so he he used this, 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 whatever flat whatever he was talking about, you know, which was he used that to, to convince me of the, the gospel was true. So it's all good. Well, Alex, I want to thank you for coming on um, on the, the 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 podcast and um, hopefully we'll be hearing from you more on um, this podcast will launch and then right after it will be your your message from this past Sunday. Okay so it'll be kind of like a, a double header, but I want yeah, okay. to, to, okay. to get to know you a little bit, or, bit better. All right, Bill. All right.
1: All right, have a blessed day, brother.
0: Okay, you too, Alex. Thanks, right. man. I'll be in touch. All right, good. Thank you again for listening. If you want more access to Alpha Ministries teaching, you can like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and visit our website. All times and dates for services and other events are on our website listed in the show notes.